It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, did you enjoy your Memorial Day weekend? It was nice. You know, I actually uh, managed to find a few hours to watch, uh, just pleasure watch, a (laughs) a Dallas Cowboys football game. Uh, Which one did you watch? I watched the uh, Detroit game. And uh, it was from this year. Yeah, I just picked a random one. And uh, uh, yeah, it was. uh, high-flying offensive affair quite a quite a tony pollard show as i had forgotten very much a uh, one of his best games for sure yeah those ones are always fun to go back and watch those ones where uh you know you kind of forget what happens they get lost in the shuffle i remember Gallup having a really really good game in that one too and that was fun so you you know it's like you watch the all 22 a lot and it kind of uh, sterilizes things a little bit, and yeah, it, so it's, yeah. it's nice to go back and watch the broadcast game because you get the emotion with it. Yeah, that's the only totally. bad thing with the all twenty two. It kind of takes the emotion and the urgency of every single play out of there, right? Yeah, and sideline shots, so you get some good meme material as well, right? <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Uh, so coming up on today's show, we are going to continue our off season preview. Uh, and we're going to look at the Cowboys' tight end room. And this one has changed a little bit uh, since last year. Gone is Jason Witten. Uh, the Cowboys will be kind of elevating everybody on the roster up one spot. Um, so let's start with Blake Jarwin, uh, Landon. And he's probably the one player on offense, probably outside of CeeDee Lamb, that I'm the most excited to see this year because he's now getting a full-time chance at being the tight end one. Because if you remember in 2018 when Witten retired for that year, um, you know they still have Jeff, Jeff Swaim. They were kind of doing some different things at tight end. Uh, and then Jarwin really kind of caught fire late in the season. Uh, I thought he played well last year. What are you expecting from Jarwin in his first full season as a starter? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's been a slow burn. It's It's been a, it's been a while of, of, of development for him, and he's been in this – team for uh i think this is his third year right third season um well i think it's yeah or is it going into four is this season four uh so go ahead talk i'll figure it out yeah i I think you know just going all the way back to i remember the first time i saw him uh i i'm thinking you know he made some really big play and i was like wait did gavin escobar get cut or not i thought he hadn't (laughs) cut uh and and you know, and I was, and I was surprised because Gavin Esquire didn't really make plays like that. And so, no, um, you know, I mean, I, it just the way he started, kind of, you know, with rumblings in, in uh, early on in training camp, and then you know, uh, it, it took he took a step the following year. He took another step. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think at this point, you know, he had been uh, potentially ready to take this next step, the next role. Uh, and, and, you know, I think Witten's presence kind of put a damper on that. But I really yeah. felt like last year was supposed to be the year where he was ready to kind of take that step as a starter. Uh, and I think, you know, he, he showed she showed you a lot of that. He's averaging over 11 yards reception, which is pretty good for a, a, for a well, tight Especially end. in Jason Garrett's offense, right? Yeah. You know, you know, where it's a lot of underneath stuff for the tight end. Yeah, he's really good, like, uh, exploding once he – like, after the – he's really good after the catch, you know? Yeah, and, like, is. really good at getting the ball and turning up field and getting north-south. Like, that's the thing that I remember watching him in, in the game last night, and every time I watch him – uh, I'm always surprised at his ability to once he catches the ball to get north and south so quickly, and I think yeah. he, he he beats a lot of angles like on tacklers that way because they they think they're closing on him and he just is able to get going so quickly despite being kind of big and gangly uh, that it really I think throws off people's pursuit angles. Yeah, I do want to talk a little bit about his receiving game a little bit more in depthly because. While you see this receiving ability that's really fun and create big plays, I don't necessarily think he's one of these guys that's going to create like a ton of separation. Like I don't think you you line up one on one with a, a safety and he's always going to win. I, I just kind of don't think that's his game. He's somebody who's going to win probably more off scheme, right? Where you have other receivers taking the attention, play action, that kind of stuff. But once he gets the ball in his hands. He's pretty hard to stop, as you mentioned. Do you do you kind of agree with that assessment that he's probably? He's, I don't think he's in the conversation of a, you know, a Zach Ertz or a Travis Kelsey type of route runner. But there there is value in his game and getting the ball in his hands. Oh yeah, I mean I think he's dangerous. Like I said, with the ball in his hands, I think uh, you find you know you have several players in this team who can get open. You know that that, that have ability to find the way open and, and you know they can yep. they can beat one on one coverage. Uh, and not that Jarwin can't do that necessarily, but he isn't exactly, you know... I mean, say what you will about Witten. Like, I, I believe that Witten could get at least a half yard of, of separation on any curl route and probably till he's 50. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, you know, sure. uh, uh, no matter, he may not be able to do anything else, but he could do that, you know? Uh, I don't know that Jarwin's going to ever be that level of consistently, um, you know, able to separate constantly. I think... He will definitely uh, uncover, and if you scheme him open, he will definitely get open. And if you get him the ball, I mean, forget about it. That's the thing that's really yeah. uh, the danger is that he can get up the field in a way that Jason Witten can can't. He, he can, you know, once he gets the ball in his hands as an outlet, like you know, even I mean, some of the most impressive things you see with Jarwin are him catching the ball in the flat. And like you know, three yards up the field, and you think, okay, well, this will be uh, you know second and yes. five or something, and then suddenly yep. he's taking it past the first down marker and getting eight or nine yards, you know. So, uh, I mean, just, just thinking about like uh, all these guys going out and route Gallup and Cooper and Lamb, and then Jarwin kind of running a crossing route underneath and getting the ball and turning it upfield and just running through a secondary, like that's that's you know the last thing you want to worry about is a big moving tight end. Uh, when you're trying to keep track of all these guys downfield and suddenly he's got the ball and he's on the move. Yeah, I think he's one of these guys that's going to really benefit by the talent around him. I don't necessarily think his presence will elevate the other players around him, if that makes sense, right? I think he's only going to be as good as yeah. the supporting cast. But at the same time, 
you don't really need a dynamic tight end when you have you know when you have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Ceedee Lamb in the run game. I think I think Blake Jarwin will be just fine as that tight end one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, I just wanted to remind you guys that today's episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Right before we came on the show, Landon, I had a new box of Built Bars in my mailbox. I went down and grabbed the peanut butter bar, ran up to the office to do the podcast, uh, if you guys have never tried a Built Bar before, let me tell you this. They are by far the best tasting protein bar out there. Uh, it's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. Uh, the best part is it's a low-calorie bar packed with a ton of protein uh, and no crazy additives. If you want to get in on Built Bar, just go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box. And this week only, you get five additional dollars off uh, your order. So that's 15 total dollars off your first box of Built Bars. Just make sure you use that promo code Locked On. That's an outstanding value, and I highly, highly recommend you check out some of their new flavors this week. Uh, they've got a new peanut butter bar out. That's, uh, there's that's, a new, I'm eyeballing that one. I'm, I'm yeah, certainly yeah. eyeballing that I love blue, their peanut butter ones. There's a new blueberry bar coming out as well. So go ahead and check all those, all those out. Um, again, BuiltBar.com for the best pr- tasting protein bar out there. All right, Lynn, I want to talk about uh, the next tight end because this is this is where I do get a little bit nervous. Um, I love Blake Jarwin last year as a tight end, too. I think he's fantastic there. I am a little nervous about who's going to be taking over the tight end two's duties this year with uh, Jarwin moving up. You've got Dalton Schultz. Um, the Cowboys drafted him in the fourth round in 2018. Um, this is somebody who we liked as a blocker coming out of Stanford. Uh, I still think he needs to get stronger. He really hasn't shown a ton as a receiver. What are you expecting from Schultz in year three? I will not stand for this Dalton Schultz slander that is happening in Cowboys Nation. This year. I mean, I know he's your favorite player. It's team. insulting it. enough that we signed Blake Bell to come in here, uh, and, and like like Dalton Schultz couldn't handle this job. Yo, well, I mean, we'll get to Dal- we'll get to uh, Blake, Blake Bell, Bell in a second. second. I I uh, I think that. Uh, I'm excited to see what Dalton Schultz does this year. I, you know, okay. I think you know Jarwin wasn't the only person who, who's playing time and and, and you know um, access to the field has been kind of held back by uh, Jason Witten and his large snap counts. Um, you know, I, I first of all, I would I would venture to guess that the tight end, second tight end, probably might get used a little bit less this year. Obviously, just yeah, with, the, with Connor Lamb around. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, I, I haven't seen what Dalton Schultz has done in the offseason, but I like his game. I mean, I just think he, he does everything well enough. Um, I, I, I would like to see – I would like to see what he does with more opportunities with the ball. Uh, I'm not trying to get him more targets, you know, but I yeah, mean, I, you're I, not you're not going into the week saying, "Hey, we need to get Dalton Schultz four to five targets this week." No, right? but I, but I'm also not shying away from getting him the ball because I, I think right. you know he again, much like Jarwin, you know, you can make a case that 
he can find a way to get you know schemed open in the same way Jarwin can. He does. He's probably not the uh, explosive athlete that that Jarwin is, but he, he's. I think he's reliable catching the football. I, I don't think teams are necessarily going to be expecting him to be catching the football um, because you know he is kind of. Uh, he's an interesting player because he is a blocking tight end, but he's undersized. You know, yeah, he's like two hundred and forty pounds. Yeah. I think if he if it put in on like five or ten pounds of muscle finally, and he started to work on it a little bit last year, he got a little bit bigger. If he can work on that a little bit more, I, I mean, I think he can be a pretty decent you know tight end two option. Like I said, not a ton of snaps I can't imagine uh, to go around here, but I, I mean, I've always I, I think his technique as a blocker has always been maybe the best on the team. His body, you know, positioning and, and his ability to uh, get his hands inside and move—that it's only required strength. So if he's mm-hmm. gotten some strength in, in his game, uh, I really like him, especially as a, as a wide zone blocker in a tight end scheme. Uh, I think that there is value to a guy like Schultz on on you know two tight end sets where you're running wide zone and maybe you, you want to run a play action. He could be that kind of leaker backside tight end who you forget about you know uh, I, I, I think Dalton Schultz uh, has an, another level to get to I, I'm hoping that this is the year we see it and you know I, I'm not saying like you know starter level necessarily but I, yeah, think he yeah. can, I think he can be a solid to good tight end too but I think we, we need to see that this is his year because the opportunity is finally there to uh, really take that, that, that next step yeah so a lot of these tight ends take a while to, to to really get into their groove, right? We're it's going a tough on year spot. three. Tough yeah, position, we're you know? we're going on year three now, and Schultz has been used as a blocking tight end. He's played on special teams, um, so it, this is the year for him to to make his move. Now, my question for you is this, Landon: 2018, his rookie year, he played 300 snaps, which is about 28 percent of the snaps. 2019, that number dropped to 117, and that's basically because Witten came back. Do you think he's closer to 300 snaps this year or 100 like he was last year? I, I think it's probably close to somewhere in that in between, you know? Like, I, I think 200 and something snaps probably sounds yeah. about right. Um, and, and again, I think that a lot of it is going to be opportunity because I don't know how much, you know, uh, two, two tight end set, how much 12 personnel they're going to run. Uh, well, but it could also of, be on game script too, right? Like if they're yeah. up in a lot of games, yeah, they're probably going to use more two tight ends. But if they're behind a lot like they were last year, they're probably not putting two tight ends on the field if they need to pass. Yeah, and I, I will say that the math here is a little bit fuzzy because I would say that before CD Lamb, there may have been the possibility that they ran more or at least equal amounts of 12 personnel because sure. you, you yeah. hear them talk about uh, their their reverence for what Kyle Shanahan's doing and, and that sort of thing and that's you know it's a lot of twelve personnel a lot a lot of uh, uh, you know wide zone stuff so uh, you know maybe maybe it's a, a similar amount maybe it's a, a similar number and they're just doing things a little bit differently that it'll be interesting to see but I I, I don't know that there's going to be any more available pool of snaps for uh, uh, Schultz. Well, I guess, no, I will say there won't be any more available pool of snaps for the tight end two than there was last year. You know what I'm saying? So okay. yeah, Schultz, Schultz will eat into what Jarwin's snap count was last year, and then we'll see what you know percentage of Witten's snap count that Blake eats into. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, I agree. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to Blake Bell. The Cowboys signed the Super Bowl champion tight end. I think that's a pretty nice way to to, to sum him up. Uh, By the way, Blake Bell made me a lot of money at the Super Bowl. There was an over-under. Uh, will he have more than two and a half receiving yards? He caught one pass for nine yards. Well so thank done. you, Blake Bell. You're always you're always <laughs> near and dear to my heart. Um, 6'6", 252, has kind of bounced around the leagues, played for the 49ers, the Vikings, Jaguars, and then the Chiefs last year. Uh, what are we expecting from Blake Bell as a Dallas Cowboy? Yeah, I mean, I think just competition, another body in there. Um, you know, he's a decent blocker. He's good in, near the red zone. Um I don't think he's a you know he's not a crusher he's not a bone crusher as a blocker. Um, I, I wonder if we won't see some uh, some belldozer packages. You yeah, know? let's I mean, do it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board for it. Yeah, like uh, you know get some get some of that stuff. I mean I, you you know just with the way the, what with what New Orleans is doing, uh, you know with with you know, having multiple quarterbacks coming in. Not that not that what's his name is even really a quarterback, but but. I, you know, you wonder if there there isn't some of. I mean, just because he has that in his background. I mean, in, when he was with OU, and, and for those who don't know, when when Blake Bell was at OU, uh, he was a quarterback, and I think mm-hmm. actually by his senior year, they actually had transitioned him to tight end. Yeah, yeah. well, but, because if you watch him play quarterback, you understand why they transitioned. Yeah, him to tight end. well, I mean, you say that, but I, I'm pretty sure that if you look at the stat sheet, you're going to see that Blake Bell as a quarterback had. Like ten or eleven touchdowns or something like that. Yeah, but, I mean it but, wasn't but, it wasn't but, horrendous. But no, was, but the it, math there was that what they would do is that they, once they got in the red zone or specifically inside the five, they would put him yeah. in a quarterback and just snap him the ball and lead on people basically, and mm-hmm. he would you know QB sneak from like five yards out basically. Uh, so you, you wonder if they 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 might in in you know add some of that in just because he has some of that experience, um, you know just. Because if you look back again, like one of the issues with this offense has been getting into the you know the red get scoring in the red zone. So I think yeah. you you should try anything you can to, to be scoring. Outside of that, you know I I think he's coming in to be insurance in case Dalton Schultz can't handle the role as a second tight end. Yeah. You know, and they'll 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 yep. kind of there those two will probably be the battle it out for tight end two, and then whoever loses will be tight end mm. three with the outside. Uh, you know, uh, presence of the the last three guys on our list. Yeah, I agree. It's not, I mean, he's nothing exciting. He's just somebody who's been around, has graded out fairly well as a blocker, not dominating in in any sense of the word, but good enough, and he's got some athleticism. You're hoping he can be, I don't know, 80% of what James Hanna was for the Cowboys, right? That third utility tight end with some athleticism that can be useful as a blocker. That's what you're hoping for. Um, before we move on to some of these uh, undrafted free agent guys, Lane, is there any interest in going out and getting a veteran tight end to kind of pair with Jarwin and Schultz? I mean, there are some guys out there that I at least like. Delaney Walker is somebody who 
I think fits the scheme well. Uh, Jeff Swain was released by the Jaguars. Obviously, the Cowboys know him well. I still think he can be a functional tight end, too. Is there any interest in bringing in one of those type of players? I mean, I think that they're... You know, the, the problem here is how much how much 12 personnel are they going to run? You know? Like, it, I don't it, know. Yeah, and like, are they interested in running that personnel package a lot? Because if they are then maybe they should go out and get a, a, another tight end, right? Maybe they should. I mean, I think it would be smart to grab another one because you, you don't. I don't think you want to put 90% of snaps on CeeDee Lamb as a rookie, right? I think it would be smart to at least give you the option of having two good tight ends that you feel reliable enough to play 12 personnel with. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate. Know. I don't hate it. And again, like I don't, I don't think they're going to abandon twelve personnel. So you know, if they feel like they want to use twelve personnel pretty regularly, then yeah, maybe they should go out and get another, you know, tight end, someone with some more experience who could be a reliable receiver, just another kind of down roster mismatch player. I like Delaney Walker. I'm, I've always been a fan of of his game and and mm-hmm. uh, that kind of player. Uh, the fact that this team finally has an offense that would kind of facilitate that type of player, you know, gets me excited. I also wonder, like, you know, when we're talking tight ends, and, and we kind of brought this up in the other group, but how much do we need to include Jameez Olawale in this? I think you know? at least a little bit, right? Yeah, because I wonder, yeah, because I wonder if, if he isn't going to be doing some of the, you know, U stuff, some of the H-back stuff. You know, like, I just, I think that, there could be a possibility that the fullback responsibility, this fullback kind of bleeds into some of that tight end two responsibility, uh, you sure. know, as opposed to maybe putting Schultz in there as the move move tight end. You're putting in Jamezo the Wally. You know? Well, that's why I was interested in like maybe a guy like Charles Clay, who's a yeah. free agent, because well, that's Del- a similar type of player. Right? Delaney Walker's like that too, to, in a lot of ways. Too, yeah. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. So I, I agree. Yeah, I, I think that. If I'm interested in going out and getting a guy, maybe it's a more dynamic move guy who can, you know, kind of be an, uh, an offset to Blake Jarwin a little bit and just to kind of provide a, a little bit something extra. Maybe a guy who can uncover a little bit on his own, you know? Sure. Uh, but I think if they aren't going to, if their plan is to not run a bunch of 12 personnel, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just decided to roll with this, at least through training camp. I, yeah, I think I think all these guys are training camp. I mean, after training camp, maybe even after yeah. week one when the salaries aren't yeah. even guaranteed. Yeah, so. totally. Because I, you know, like I mean, Swaim. It's like, yeah, I agree completely. I'd love to have Swaim back, but Swaim isn't actually technically coming back into an offense that he knows very well. Right. You know, right. like it's just a front office and organization. Yeah, that he knows. totally, totally. So they know the player for sure. sure. But there's not like an advantage, like for you know, scheme wise for having it back. So I, I would say that. You know, those are guys that if you get into a couple weeks of camp, you don't like the progression of, of, of Schultz. You don't really think Bell is quite there yet. Maybe you look at uh, some of these guys bringing in just to kind of bolster that, that group if you want to play mm-hmm. more 12 personnel. Yeah, I think that's interesting that you brought up Olawali because I do think there's going to be some 21 personnel sets where you'll have Olawali and Zeke in the backfield. But Olawali might look more like a tight end depending on you know where he lines up. So. Uh, I think that's a good call. Um, let's finish up with the the free agents. Sean McEwen from Michigan, Charlie T from Portland State. Um, of these two players, which one do you think fits into the offense better? Not the one that you think is more likely to make the team, but which one do you think is a better fit into the into this team's offense? 
it's tough because honestly, I think tight end is one of the hard positions to kind of get your finger on what this offense is. You know, I, I feel well, yeah, like we don't even really know what kind of tight end they like. Yeah, right? that's I mean, the thing. By, is get, it? by getting rid of Witten, it's kind of like you know, Jarwin is not necessarily the same sort of player as Witten. Um, uh, you know, style wise, I mean, I, they may, they may both be kind of inline wide guys, but I, I don't, you know. Jarwin is more of a receiving type, so I, I guess my point is is that it, it's hard to get a, a handle at this point on what the tight end type is. I know. I, I would almost say that Charlie T. I mean, again, kind of going back to what our conversations were just a second ago about move tight ends, use and and and, and H backs and that sort of thing. I would almost say that Charlie T. might fit that kind of. You know, it, look, if you could get Charlie T properly motivated, bought into the system and, and, and you know, uh, uh, focus on what he's doing uh, and give him a, a defined role, I think he could potentially mm-hmm. be a really good kind of move tight end in, in this offense. You know, he has that kind of athleticism that you're looking for. Uh, he's, he's just very raw, and I don't know that he understands exactly what he's doing, but if you can get him to buy in... I think he has the the body type and the athleticism that you're looking for for that kind of you know uh, offline receiving threat you know arc blocking move tight end. Yeah, basically the the tight end too, right? The guy that's got to be able to do everything because Jarwin isn't a blocker. I mean, that's just what he's not a blocker. So you need to have that second guy be able to do or wear a bunch of hats. And I think Charlie T does have that potential now. Will he ever reach that ceiling? We'll see. But I do think he, I think in terms of what like McCarthy has generally liked in tight ends, it would not be surprising to me if he kind of fell in love with Charlie T. No. Uh, my, my guess, though, is that both McEwen and Charlie T are fighting for a spot on the practice squad to eventually replace Dalton Schultz and or Blake Bell in 2021, right? That's probably a fair probably. assessment. Probably, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and grade this position group. We gave uh, A to the Cowboys at quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. I've got a feeling we will not be doing the same at no. tight end. What are you giving this group? Mm. I'm going to say a C plus because I like Jarwin a lot, but there is a lot of unknown in this position. And, I would agree. And, and, yeah. and even with Jarwin, I think this has the potential to – by the end of the season, be a B plus group. You know, mm-hmm. if 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 uh, several of these players, specifically Jarwin, really hit it out of the park this year, uh, and, t- and really take advantage of, of what uh, happens with the with increased snaps and increased opportunity, uh, I think Jarwin has Pro Bowl potential as a tight end. Uh, just because I, I think yeah. he, he's going to be in a high flying offense, he's going to get a lot of looks, he's going to get a lot of very favorable coverage, and, and especially. If you look at the teams that the Cowboys are playing this year, uh, I just read a, an interesting article that was talking about how they, they face one of the easier tight end coverage schedules uh, yep. in, in 2020. So uh, there's lots of opportunity for Jarwin here. Um, so I think if he's able to take advantage of that, if Schultz can take the next step, if one of these down roster guys you know kind of shows you something, you could there's there's it's a C plus group just because there's a lot of unknown here, but th- there's. Uh, the potential for these guys to all have a great season uh, and and put this all the way maybe up to, uh, like I said, a B-plus, maybe even an A-minus group. 
Yeah, I don't disagree with you too much. I, I was just thinking of flat C because I like Jarwin as a starter. I'm a little bit more unsure about the guys behind him. Yeah, uh, there are some interesting guys and that are to, to monitor between Schultz and Bell and Charlie T and McEwen. Uh, some fun guys to watch at training camp, but. The backups do have me a little nervous. But again, if the Cowboys aren't going to be living in 12 personnel, maybe that doesn't matter as much. And it's really only about your starting tight end. And as long as Jarwin can stay healthy and continuing to, to make steps or to you know go forward as a player, maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah, so, that's well, what's interesting is that is you're right. Is it's really it's hard to grade this this group without really knowing what their overall plan is at tight end because Right. I, 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 you're right. I tend to think that this group is a lot healthier if we're mostly running one tight end sets. If we're exactly. running a bunch of 12 personnel, I don't feel as great about, you know, rolling out that group and then the depth that's behind each position. Because, I, you know, when you're worried about one tight end, you're just worried about him and the backup and maybe a third guy. And I think they've got that. But if you're talking about 12 personnel, you're talking about two tight ends. You need each one of those guys to have a backup as well. And, and, you know, once you get past Schultz and really Schultz himself, there's a lot of unknown there. And there's not there's Absolutely. not a lot of certainty at, you know, the talent of the players behind them. So uh, I agree it, that that really does change all the angles, depending on how much they actually plan on deploying the tight ends. All right, and that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. Make sure you're checking him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast as well. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.